Hey everybody, welcome back to a new edition of the All Rise podcast from Front Page Detectives. I'm editor Alex Lang, and across from me is... Doug Montero. Hey Doug, how you doing this week? I'm doing pretty damn good. Everything going good? You getting your good stories out? Yes, I am. Um, yeah, we got a bunch of pretty good episodes uh, this week. It's been a very active uh, week involving uh, crime and punishment. That's true. It has not been a slow week this week, and we had a uh, major development in a case that uh, most true crime fanatics know. It's been featured on countless TV shows, podcasts, newspaper articles, TV specials, everything else. Um, it's also a case I spent years covering when I worked in South Carolina. Um, it's the case of Brittany Drexel. Um, it's a case with ties to Myrtle Beach. Many people know Myrtle Beach. I think everybody in the world has taken a vacation to Myrtle Beach. Are you from Myrtle Beach? I'm not, but I spent three three years working there. So I know uh, this case. I know Brittany's mom. Uh, we've had many conversations. I know the various players in this case. Um, but it's a case that traces all the way back to New York. And now it's over a decade old. Um, but we finally got some resolution in this case. All right. So tell me tell me about it. I mean, the only thing I know about Brittany is that she was a, uh, a beautiful young girl, 17. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she wanted to go hang out in Myrtle Beach. Uh, I think she's originally from Rochester, New York. She wanted to go hang out in Myrtle Beach, and uh, she took off without her parents' permission. Is that right? Correct. She was going through some uh, family difficulty at home. Um, her parents were splitting up. There was some difficulty there. She's an older teenager. Uh, high school's winding down, you know, really starting to kind of push those boundaries of getting out on her own. Um, and she decided to secretly uh, head to Myrtle Beach with some friends for, for a spring break trip. Pretty common for high school kids, college kids to take a trip somewhere for spring break. And Brittany did the same. Problem was, she didn't tell her family till she was already down in South Carolina. Man, that would have pissed me off if my daughters ever did that one. Yeah, uh, I think there was a combo of feelings there, right? They were pissed off, but at least they knew she was safe. It wasn't the family being in the dark for a week while she, she went down there to party. I would I would have flown down there and, and go get her. Uh, there were there was some talk of that. Um, they were uh, getting ready to head down there, but unfortunately the case took a tragic turn. Brittany walked out of her resort hotel one day. Uh, and where she went after that, nobody really knew, at least not for a lot of years. She walked out of the hotel. Her friends didn't know where she was. Her family didn't know where she was. She was reported missing. Um, for a lot of years, the last known kind of image we had of her was walking out of that hotel room on Ocean Boulevard. That was, uh, what, April 20... 2009. 2009, yep. yep. April, she walks out. Myrtle Beach kind of has security all over the place. Uh, they have cameras, they have police officers. So it's kind of weird uh, that she just seems to vanish. But it sparked a hunt. Her phone was tracked down to Georgetown County. Uh, it's like a 20-minute drive from Myrtle Beach into Georgetown County. But nobody knows where she is. It then kind of explodes into a missing persons case. It's almost like the, uh, well, it's not almost. It's definitely like the parent's worst nightmare. Correct. Teen, attractive teen goes to spring break trip in a relatively safe town and just vanishes. They don't know where she is. Um, the family comes down to Myrtle Beach. They organize search after search after search after search and nothing is ever found. Um, they don't know what happened to Brittany. Nobody knows. 
Um, she then unfortunately becomes one of those statistics of uh, whichever category you want to put her in. A girl who goes missing during a spring break trip, a spring break crime, or just a tragic missing person case. And, and just to make sure, Alex, it wasn't like she just got publicity locally in Myrtle Beach area. I mean, she got national attention. Tell me. Yeah, she. the case got national attention. Um, it had ties to both New York and South Carolina, so you had two different local medias working on it. Um, but then you add in some of the other key elements, right? Spring break, attractive uh, female, Myrtle Beach, people know the area. Um, and it kind of became one of those true crime cases. What happened to Brittany Drexel? Sadly, though, the case kind of went cold. Her mom kept her memory alive, and they kept searching for answers. The family, the FBI, local police, everybody wanted to know what happened to Brittany. Um, the case had some twists and turns. Uh, why it was cold, though, the big one is there were people who were, uh, we'll say, not the greatest individuals in the world, whether they're in prison or just accused of crimes, who made some claims about what happened to Brittany. You mean they were snitching? They were they were snitching, and one of them wasn't talking, uh, not to get too convoluted, but um, they were both behind bars for various reasons. One man had been accused of being involved, and he said he wasn't. Um, there was another individual who was in prison on unrelated charges who said he saw Brittany after she went missing. Um, they claimed she was taken to a stash house in Georgia, or in Georgia, in Georgetown County stash house depending on where you live in this uh, uh country drug house is probably the more common term um it was at that house they claim that she was um raped for a few days uh, subjected to just absolute torture um when she was finally killed at that house they then fit, fed her to a pit of alligators so the case took an even weirder turn uh for that true crime fanatic out there it was not only a pretty young missing girl from a spring break trip but then over the subsequent years you had these claims of her being fed to alligators and that's why nobody could find her i don't want to make any light of this whole thing but do they have alligators in uh, south carolina oh yeah we got them all the time i've been just feet from them uh, at various points in, uh, in my career whether it be after a hurricane or just walking across the golf course or whatever um most times it's not too big of a worry but I wouldn't advise getting close. I don't mean to profile alligators, but I always just thought that they were down in uh, Florida and, and, and Louisiana down there by the by the Everglades. All over the southeast, all over the place. And uh, maybe on a different podcast, I'll share my greatest alligator story that involved me running from uh, a scene for a little bit. Oh, that would be good. I like that. Okay, now back yeah. to the story. Come on, Alex. We so so for a lot of years, it's cold. Um, the Drexel case, nobody knows what happened. This kind of rumor of her being fed to alligators and subjected to torture kind of exists. About a year ago, kind of almost randomly, police announced a development in the case. They had a suspect. The guy's name is uh, Raymond Moody. He is a convicted sex offender. He is not the greatest individual in the world. He had been looked at during the case, but wasn't charged initially, wasn't really kind of the prime one, especially when that alligator and stash house story came up, at least in terms of the media and true crime fanatics. He was never kind of the guy. 
But the, it's it's oh, isn't it a common practice that the cops always uh, start looking at the known local sex offenders whenever something like this happens? Yeah, it is. I, I can't remember if he was local or not at the time, um, but he was. They had tied him at least tangentially to the case and had spoken to him, but obviously didn't arrest him or anything. Um, they announced his arrest, and along with that, they also announced they had found her remains in a field in Georgia. I remember the day. Uh, it was kind of, as I said, out of left field. No real rumblings of it. They had kept a pretty good lid on it. Um, but it gave a big, big answer to what happened to her. After you know, more than 10 years here in May 2022, we had finally found Brittany Drexel. Um, mm. Unfortunately, she had obviously been killed. And what was the break in the case? There were a few breaks. The big one is uh, Moody's girlfriend helped the investigation she wore a wire that was kind of not uh helpful um but it led to more information um they eventually learned what happened to Brittany, and it's just a sad case but it's not as sensational as some of the tales that were out there moody and his girlfriend back in 2009 picked up Brittany right after she walked out of that hotel said hey you want to go party um we have some pot and she got into their their vehicle voluntarily. Uh, they went down to Georgetown County, real rural area, a lot of places to hide. Went to a campsite, just did their thing. Um, Moody thought that he could have sex with Drexel. Um, at one point, his girlfriend left. He tried to make a pass at her. She rebuffed him. That led him to um, sexually assault her. Um, this all came out um, in details at his recent court appearance um, we'll get to that in just a second but he, he said I had sexually assaulted her and I did not want to go back to prison so he decided to kill her um, so he killed her right there at the campsite uh, moved the body buried it and they left the area um, that was it there was no feeding to alligators there was no stash house there were n no wild events to this one it was kind of a um, really sad but also sadly standard kidnapping sexual assault murder case um, so it took this girlfriend about 10 years to uh nine to ten years to kind of get get the uh, cotton balls out of her uh, out of her brains to actually go to the cops and tell them what really happened yeah uh i mean when she wasn't there allegedly when when the killing happened she returned and said where's Brittany?" Um, it was kind of just giving the pass off. As we said, there was drugs, there was partying. There's probably some other things at play, whether she didn't want to or didn't care. Um, I'm not sure how hard she pressed on that at the moment. But she helped give some closure to the Drexel family um, with Moody's arrest. And then in recent weeks, he pled guilty to murder and basically the South Carolina version of sexual assault. Um, and he'll never be free again. He was sentenced to life in prison. Um, he'll die in a South Carolina prison. And for the Drexel family, um, I hope they got the answers they were looking for. Um, I know it's something Dawn, her mom, has wanted for a while. She had kind of held out hope, but also a little bit resigned to what was the likely outcome, that her daughter was killed. But after 10 years with this arrest, the plea, the sentence, um, it kind of ended the case and hopefully brought those answers, those closures she was looking for. I know at the sentencing hearing, Dawn told about how she took Brittany's ashes 
had him cremated and now carries part of them around in a necklace. I imagine that's pretty special to her. Um, a lot of years not knowing what happened to her daughter. Now they'll always be together. She'll always have a piece of her with her. And, and how many years do you think this moody guy is going to survive in prison before somebody uh, decides to beat the living crap out of him? Uh, it'll probably be probably be a few. Um, he's he's an older gentleman. Um, Brittany was seventeen when she went missing, even fifteen years ago. He was an older gentleman, um, and everything. I don't know his exact age, but he's got to be past fifty, sixty, seventy. Um, so, given prison life, he's probably not going to last forever. Well, it says he's sixty-two years old. 62. So. So maybe they should kill him very slowly then, like break break one limb at a time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what he put that family through, what he, um, you know, almost put the world through, not knowing what happened to Brittany. Um, it's horrific. Uh, the crime is horrific. Um, it didn't have the scandalous details that uh, people thought it once did, um, but it's horrific in its own nature. I mean, basically a kidnapping from a fun trip, a terrible experience with a sexual assault that ends in murder. It's hard to think of things much worse for a person or a family. Um, and that's what the Drexels had to go through. Um, but last week, you know, they got at least to see some justice being served with him heading off to state pen for a while. Well, no, no, Alex. The reason why I'm asking all these questions about Moody and, and his lifespan behind bars is because I've always had this fantasy of uh, of, of some sort of a 1-800 number so that uh, the families of uh, murdered loved ones can call up this number and, uh, you know, arrange for Mr. Moody to have some sort of an accident uh, inside of the prison. You know, like he, he goes and he falls down the stairs head first. I understand that feeling. I'm more of the uh, slow death person. Just let's forget about them. Um, so many of these guys want notoriety or proud of what they did. Let's just pretend they didn't exist. Let them sit in a hole for a lot of years and uh, no letters, no no outside contact. Just kind of that slow, painful, live with what you did kind of uh, mentality. Well... Now that he's behind bars, you know, I, I, I do sort of have a little axe to grind with, uh, with his girlfriend. Why? Because something stinks. There's something rotten going on over here with this thing. I'm telling you right now. So they decide to go smoke pot out in the field somewhere. Mm-hmm. Brittany ends up missing. And this girlfriend, is she dumb, deaf, and dumb? I mean, what the... Yeah, I think there's probably a, a lot of things at play there. Uh, one of those don't ask, don't tell situations. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if Moody said she ran off and whatever. Um, but you just picked her up a few hours early. Why would you earlier? Why would you care uh, where she ran off to? And let's get back to our our life of of partying and drugs. Didn't she see that there was an all out search going on uh, for uh, for Brittany? Good point. I didn't think of that. Um, you would hope that, but maybe she was just playing deaf, dumb, and blind or saying she left and then she went missing. Not my problem. Um, either way, um, she might have been able to unlock this or provide some answers a little bit sooner than 13 years later. Well, Alex, you know, I just want to let you know, but when, when you had your back turned, because I know you're a busy guy, I decided to call her. 
And I wanted to find out and ask, you know, go straight to the horse's mouth, or in this case, the blind horse's mouth, and asked her. I said, what the hell's going on? You know, let's talk about this thing. And her reply to me was, no, thank you. And I'm like, but you got to talk about this thing. I mean, you were the key to the whole thing. You helped solve it. Mm -hmm. But she didn't want to talk, you know. So she, she basically hung up on me, which isn't the first time somebody's hung up on me. Not the first time somebody at this table's hung up on you. That's true. <laughs> Everybody's sort of hung up on me. Yeah. Damn uh, it. But. Disappointing. Um, disappointing that she, she wouldn't talk. I mean, Moody's in jail. Uh, or in prison, not jail. He's been sentenced. Um, let's get the information out there so people understand what happened. And um, even if you're not criminally responsible, you can take some responsibility for your role in this saga. True. But. What's kind of scary to me, when the girlfriend decided to go and confess, if you want to call it that, right? Or snitch. Yep. um, Provide information. Yeah. There's a line here I'm reading from one of the stories on the internet. It says, when investigators asked why she stayed with Moody, she told them that she was afraid that he would kill her if she spoke out to the police. And supposedly he threatened the things she loved most and to make her disappear just like Brittany did. So this woman basically walked around, this girlfriend apparently walked around, you know, knowing that there was a dead body out there. Yeah, I mean, the the threats don't surprise me. Um, I've heard from sources down there that Moody is not a good individual, not anybody who can be commits murder is good but he was extra uh is what they told me so the fact he would threaten her or, uh i i don't know for sure but make comments like you know i'll put you where, where drexel is um would be enough to creep and scare a lot of people into doing what he wants i don't know i mean as a parent i would have said something but I'm not in this in this woman's shoes, right? Correct. All right. Yeah, yeah. And and as I said, Moody was not a good, uh, was probably quite intimidating and scary. Uh, you would hope sometime before 13 years you would speak up. Um, but it's tough in that situation when your own life is, is at risk to just go out on a limb. And did, the, didn't this lady know that Moody was a convicted sex offender? You would hope. I mean, it wasn't wasn't hard to figure out and... And nobody was shy about it. But now here, I also found out something else that's going to make your toes curl. What's that, Doug? The girlfriend is a damn nurse. A registered license. Uh, what are they? It's, it's LPN. What the hell does that mean? Licensed. I thought it was the other way. Licensed nurse pra- practitioner, but licensed something. Yeah. And, and, and I checked it out, and her uh, license is rather, is still current. So... I don't know if I would want uh, this woman treating me. Uh, I think that's a reasonable um, guess and statement there. Um, that maybe uh, uh, people might want to find a different place uh, or a different yeah. person for their care. So, Alex, if you ever decide to go back to the Carolinas and you end up in the hospital and you see this lady coming up to you, uh, you know, in her white uniform, the best thing for you to do is get the hell out of there. <laughs> Thanks, Doug, for the advice. Dr. Doug. 
All right, everybody. I think we have to take a quick break. Um, we appreciate you uh, hanging with us in that segment. A lot of development in the uh, Brittany Drexel case, um, which has been a lot of years coming. This tea is piping hot. Get the latest celebrity news first and all day long with hot headlines from the okmagazine.com team. From celebrity exclusives to the must-have style and beauty picks to help you live like a star, you'll get all the deets on what's hot right now, three times a day. Listen to hot headlines from okmagazine.com wherever you get your podcasts or visit us online at okmagazine.com. Do you want to know what joy tastes like? Experience Plant Power CBD, the world's most delicious, organic, high-performing CBD oil. Lab-tested and GMP and hemp strain verified, Plant Power delivers all of the impact you need from your CBD, with none of the weird aftertaste or side effects. It's CBD, but for foodies. Try the coconut, pineapple, lemongrass flavor for summer in a bottle, or the refreshing mix of mint, rosemary, and lemongrass for a truly timeless flavor, all available at plantpower.io. Plant Power, crafted for a purpose, infused to delight. We just went through the Brittany Drexel developments, um, the sentencing in that missing person, murder, uh, true crime case. Um, But we have a few more we want to talk about today. Both of them will leave you scratching your head. Now, this one is a doozy. It occurred out in Kansas, Topeka, Kansas. Did I say that correctly? Topeka, Kansas. Topeka. And what we got here is a young man with the movie star name of Amadeus Courage Blue Meyer. Do you want me to say that again? No, we don't have enough time for you to struggle through that again. I know. Listen, I'm glad my parents did not call me Amadeus Courage Blue Meyer, I can tell you that. But um, Amadeus was hanging out over at his best friend's house, and he came up with the brilliant idea to scare the living crap out of his best friend's mom. Now, Amadeus, we should mention, is a teenager. Um, He's not a 32-year-old man. Uh, going to scare his friend's mom. He's he's a teen in high school. Do you think he was going to scare her, like, for some of that stupid TikTok thing that these kids do, that every time I see some TikToker doing anything to their parents, I just want to smack them in the head? I don't know if it was for a, a viral thing or if he just thought it'd be funny, um, but for whatever reason, he decided, let's go scare my best friend's mom when she gets home in the garage. All right, and... He scared the poor woman so much that she ended up falling backwards down the stairs. And as she laid splayed out at the bottom of the steps, Amadeus panicked, thought she was hurt, thought he was going to get in trouble. So he decided to pick up a baseball bat and bash her brains in. This is where I am left with so many questions. Not to say I, I understand his actions or anything but you're a teenager and you see a woman hurt the panic sets in i think that would be true for a lot of people um it might take you a minute to get her help it might take you a minute to call 911 you might even run away so you weren't at the scene when she's found hurt how the heck do you pick up a baseball bat 
and beat her in the head with it. Yeah, there, there's something wrong with Amadeus because when the police found the body and started canvassing the, the area, the, uh, Amadeus's best friend is actually the one who found the body and then called nine one one. He found his mom in the garage, beaten to death. He didn't know at that time, but his best friend calls nine one one, and that that kicks off the police investigation. And they find them, and they are able to recover surveillance uh, footage of Amadeus fleeing the house with the said baseball bat. Yep. And the um, the victim's son is the one who kind of puts it all together for the cops. They they show him the video, and he says, that's my best friend. And this is a few days after the killing. Um, the next day, the victim's son recalls Amadeus coming to comfort him uh, over the killing, knowing full well he did it. Um, he still had the gall to go to the victim's son and say, hey, friend, you know, um, they're going to find him. This is a uh, tough circumstance, whatever he said, um, and he's the killer. Um, it's when the son sees that surveillance video, though, he's able to say it's Amadeus, and that leads police to make the arrest. All right. Well, the incident occurred in 2021, and everything was wrapped up this month when a Kansas City judge sentenced Amadeus to life in prison after he pled guilty to first-degree murder. Yeah, it seems like a uh, um, fitting end. I mean, it's tough to see any young adult uh, be sentenced to life in prison, right? His life's over. Uh, He's going to live for, uh, in theory, a lot of years uh, in prison, um, all because of a really stupid decision. It started off with a stupid decision to scare the mom in the garage um, when something bad could have happened. And then he made it that much worse where instead of calling for help um, or providing aid or going, hey, are you okay?" He decided to pick up a bat and kill her. Um, I'm still just kind of scratching my head at how you make the leap from injured woman to that. Yeah. And honestly, my heart goes out to the young man who befriended Amadeus and who, I guess, invited him over to his house uh, where he subsequently murdered the guy's mom because, you know, the boy is going to have to now live with the fact and the guilt that, you know, it was his friend that murdered his mom. And, you know, I don't know how the kid is going to survive. I mean, the only thing I could do is hope that the kid doesn't turn to the to the uh, well-known crutch of uh, drugs and alcohol to uh, alleviate that pain. Good point, Doug. Good point on that one. I think we have another tragic case to discuss. Wait a minute. Oh, you got one more? Hell yeah. Just I just want everybody to know. I wanted to know a little bit more about Amadeus, so I started making some phone calls uh, to reach out to some of his family members because I was just curious about this kid. I mean, I found him on Facebook, and he he seems to be like a little child. He has a lot of cartoons and stuff like that. He has about 200 friends, and I, uh, I was able to track down his dad, and guess what, Alex? What? He didn't want to talk to me, and he hung up on me. Seems like a pattern, Doug. Damn it. Everybody just keeps hanging up on Doug. You know, it's not right. But at least I tried because I wanted to get into the brain of this little boy who is now going to be spending the rest of his life in prison. And God only knows, I, I don't even know what to say about this kid. Yeah, I mean, the, the 
the whole thing leaves you just scratching your head. It's a tragedy. It's really something that didn't have to happen. Um, it didn't have to happen at all, but um, just shows you some when you make a really bad decision, um, it not only impacts the people directly involved, um, but the other people, in this case, the victim's son. Exactly. So now we're going to move on to another knucklehead, right? Yep. This one is a knucklehead times two. What did he do? Tell me. Well, our, our friend Amante Zarek Jones, he's, he's in North Carolina, and he gets into a domestic dispute in his apartment, in an apartment complex. No word on what the domestic dispute is over. Um, but to scare the other person, Mr. Jones def- decides to fire a shot into the ceiling of his apartment. Have you figured out why he keeps saying apartment, Doug? Don't tell me. He, yep. ki- he killed somebody upstairs. He did. He was on a second-floor apartment. He fires a shot to scare or warn who's ever, whoever he's in a domestic dispute with, and it kills a completely innocent person upstairs. Um, I believe the victim was on the couch when they were killed. No, I checked over here. It's, uh, she was laying in bed. Oh, she was laying in bed. Even worse. And mm. the bullet went from the floor through the bed through the mattress, got her through the sheets. It's unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, sadly, it's not the first time I've seen a story like that. It just makes you want to scream, what are you doing um, to Jones here? Why we needed a gun during a domestic dispute, different topic for a different day. Why we needed to fire it, who knows? Um, but by firing it into the ceiling of an apartment where somebody lives above you, he completely forgot somebody was up there and ended up killing the victim instead. He now faces criminal charges over it. Police detailed this whole thing in their arrest report um, and have charged him uh, for, the, for the crime in this one. I think this is another guy who just basically ruined his entire life because he decided to just do something stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's allegedly the literal definition of stupid. Um, firing a gun into an apartment ceiling uh, with people above. Um, The best thing that could have happened was nobody was there and he's firing a gun inside an enclosed building, which is still pretty bad. Um, He found out what the worst is, that he killed a completely innocent woman. And this story reminds me of a tale from the streets of New York City several years ago there was a young man who proudly returned back from the Gulf, one of the Gulf Wars or the Iraqi Wars, one of the wars or something that, that was in the Middle East. And um, he triumphantly comes home to his neighborhood, I believe, in Brooklyn. And he's out celebrating with his, with his, with his fellas and pals and everything like that. And as part of the celebration, he decides to take a gun and shoot it one shot in the air. What do you think happened, Alex? Mm, I'm going to guess it's going to be similar. Uh, Somebody get hurt there, Doug? Yeah, there was a poor woman who was just hanging out at home, cooking, taking care of her children, and she decided to look out the window just as that bullet was whizzing by, and she got struck in the head. Very sad, very similar case. Another reminder that when you fire a gun, a bullet goes somewhere. Make sure you know where it's going. Alex, what happens when you shoot a bullet in the air? It does come back down at some point as well. 
But does it come back down in the area where you fired it, or it comes back down miles away? It comes back down somewhere not where you're standing. I can tell you that. All right, everybody. No shooting the bullets in the air, will you? Yeah. Um, just another uh, tragedy, another case that didn't have to happen. Well, can I could I say if you have a bullet and you want to shoot it, look for this guy Moody, the one that uh, did killed it. Brittany? I think that might cause more problems. I think maybe we just keep our bullets to hunting and the gun range. Okay, never mind. I didn't say that, okay? Don't accuse me. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have today for the All Rise podcast from Front Page Detectives. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to uh, seeing you guys again. Thank you.